I might be losing power here. All right, I got new batteries okay. right here. All right, I think. You good? I think I'm good right now. Okay, um, so I have to say, if um, I don't know if anybody's known me or been around on Mother's Day, I always have to take a second to to say this because this is such a weird day. I mean, it's a beautiful day. Um, to celebrate the women in our life and the mothers, but it can also be a really hard day and a really difficult day for lots of different reasons. If you want to be a mom and you're not, it's a hard day. If you've lost a child, it's a hard day. If you've lost your mother, it's a hard day. If you have a hard relationship with your mother, if you have a hard relationship with your children, there's just so many reasons that this day can be hard and sad. And so um, while, yes, we want to celebrate the, the moms in our life, we also, I just want to take a second to acknowledge that this can be a hard day and just let you know that you're not alone, um, that a lot of people find this a really hard day. And so um, I think that's one of the beautiful things about coming together as a church family is just to be there for uh, one day can be happy and sad at the same time, uh, that we can have good things and celebrate things, but we can also mourn other things. And so I just wanted to make sure you know that, that that's acknowledged and that you're not alone in that. So we want to celebrate all the women in our life, and we're grateful for this opportunity. Um, this day, typically here at Bethel, I ask Christy to join me on stage because uh, she's not only a woman, but she's had some experience with being a mother, and uh, this is a process that we're learning together. So this year, wasn't I wasn't sure if this was going to be able to work out this year, and so I've been praying that we would have a chance for her to be on stage uh, this week with me. So brought some chairs because she's not doesn't have all the energy that she's had, and so she's going to uh, join me this morning. I got to go, go grab my thing, and then we'll, oh, okay. we'll continue. So you want your do. water? Yeah, get me some water. All right. Do a little dance. I don't know. <laughs> no, thank don't, you for don't letting. Don't lose your energy. Yes, thank you for letting. Yeah, thank you for letting me sit. It's been high doses of prednisone this week, and I'm like kind of shaky. So, um, Christy's been through a lot this year, as you guys know. Um, and I want to pray that God would give us just a moment uh, this morning uh, to acknowledge kind of the struggles and the journey of faith, because faith is not something that people experience and then just it's a one and done thing. It's kind of this lifelong journey. And uh, I want to walk through with Christy today. I asked her to join me and, and to not only celebrate this moment, but also ask her some questions. And um, it's a little unscripted. We had our first service and surprised her. So maybe I'll change things up this service so it's fresh. Um, I got in trouble the first service, and I don't know if, if you I'll... didn't give me any notes, I'm going to say what I want, right? Yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I want to pray for, for us this morning, and uh, then we're going to step into the life of faith and, and kind of talk with Christy about her, her journey the last few months. All right, let's pray. God, we are thankful for today. God, we don't take it lightly that we have another day. Uh, not only a day that we get to celebrate together, we get to see uh, young children being dedicated to you. We get to celebrate with the women in our lives. And uh, God, we get to even mourn and lament uh, the loss of relationship that, that all of us have experienced. And so, God, this morning, I pray that Jesus would be just right, that the Spirit would draw us in. And God, as we walk through the life of faith, uh, I pray that we could be clear. And God, that, you're, uh, that you would be glorified, that Jesus would be elevated. Uh, now, just give us peace and comfort this morning as we share and as we talk. Uh, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, if you don't know, Christy and I have been kind of on this journey, really, Christy more than, than me, but we've all kind of been on this journey, even as a church family this year, um, watching Christy go through what she's gone through. So um, I know today, we even this morning, we're not sure if you were going to be here, um, but I'm grateful that you are. Um, kind of kind of catches up to speed real fast. Nothing, nothing real okay. deep, because that's later, but... Well, just... Like what? Like Janu Just, yeah. January, we, I wasn't feeling good, went to the hospital. The doctor says, your abdomen's full of cancer. Yeah. And 
now we're I'm just this Tuesday I had chemo number five. Yeah. Things are looking good so far. I have Supposedly one, one left. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I, I don't know the end of the story yet. I yeah. we're just kind of in the middle of it, but so far things are looking good, and so. I don't know. So with chemo and colon uh, surgery and more mm -hmm. chemo and good days and bad days, um, you know, we, we actually got to be here. One of, one of the questions that we get all the time is how, how is it possible to go through this? And, and uh, the other question we get a lot is like, or the statement more than anything as we get is that um, watching your faith has been encouraging. And I, I think today we want to we wanna be as real and vulnerable as possible. And to say that, you know, we have walked together day to day and it, all, it hasn't always looked pretty. It hasn't always looked great. There's been times in the hospital that I've gotten upset, and Christy's been like, dude, what are you doing? And she's as sick as could be and telling me to control myself. And then um, back to her, we've cried together a lot. And I'm like, hey, Christy, you can do this. You can do this. And so this has been a, a true journey of faith. And uh, so we, we kind of want to walk through that today um, and, and talk through what our journey of faith has been. And I think, to be all honest, is that it has not been easy. Uh, we've cried. We've been upset. Um, I don't know if we've ever asked God why. I don't think that's been... No, I think, I think one of the reasons is, like, I think everyone here, if you haven't, like, specifically what we're talking about in this second is cancer. I think if you... I think everyone knows someone who's had cancer and, and has gone through that. So, for me, it didn't seem right to say, why me? Because why not me? Because, I mean, you know, so yeah. many people go through it. So, I, I never asked that. But, I mean, along the ways, it's not fun, but I don't think I was ever mad. I don't think I've been mad that I had it, but it has been, you know, colon surgery I don't recommend. I mean, it's <laughs> not, like, the best. <laughs> um, but... You've lost your spleen, and you're like, okay, what did that thing do anyway? I but don't know. I... I don't know when we're going to talk about that. Like, they took it out, and we haven't again. talked about it, so I guess I need to figure that out. I don't Life know. after spleen. What do you yeah, do? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know what that thing did, so... Yeah, weird. So... so. Um, we, we, one of the things that people think is that this time in our life, the last four months, has been like an incredible like Bible study, and we've dug into Scripture and all that stuff, but really, that's not been our experience. We haven't like spent time in deep Bible study. It's, well, and I was telling you that it's like, gosh, this probably is the time in my life when I should have been just like every morning just pouring over God's Word, and it hasn't been. No. It's really, it's been kind of a beautiful thing to just kind of sit and, and sit in the relationship with God that I have. And I honestly, I can't tell you that I've learned anything new, but what has happened is I've experienced those things that I've learned along my life, things that I have learned by studying his word and being in a relationship with him. And I'm actually getting to experience some of those things for the first time. Yeah. Well, not for the first time, but some of them for the first time, like you know, I, one of the verses I've shared a lot is the lifter of my head. He is my shield and the lifter of my head. And it's like, I've actually experienced that. I've experienced him protecting me and lifting my head. And it wasn't that I'm like ran to the Bible and learned a new verse. It was just like I was sitting in his presence and I, he's, I don't know, he's helping me through it. Well, aren't we, aren't we all so busy that we just run from thing to thing in our life and we're kind of on this path. We have this like road ahead of us and we just run 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 and really the last since since december really we've just been sitting right and to be surrounded by not only people that love us but be surrounded by by god and his presence mm -hmm. it's not like we've grown in knowledge but we have grown in sight just right. seeing the things that god has done the things that we knew and we believed have actually become real right and 
the thing is, it's, it's, it's a gift, really. Like, yeah. none of us want to say, oh, I hope that my whole life shuts down for the next six months. I mean, <laughs> but looking back, like, at what's happened the last few months and then, like, being in the middle of it, just kind of sitting still and having that opportunity has been a gift that not everybody has. Not everybody gets to just take months. You know what I mean? I don't want to say it like that, take months off. But you know what I mean? It's like just kind of just say, okay. And I tell you sometimes, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm not doing anything. And you always tell me, your just job relax. today is to, to live and survive, to get better. <laughs> yeah. And that's hard too, to just sit and try to get better because how do you do that? But, but it's been beautiful to just be able to kind of slow life down yeah. and look at things differently. And I think this week outside of colon surgery has been one of the hardest weeks uh, that you've had with chemo. I just, yeah, I felt worse this week than I have with the others. Yeah. And your hair's growing back? I'm somewhere in between a peach and a baby duck. I don't know what's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know why it's growing back. I'm not even done yet. I don't know what's happening. So Yeah, we asked that in college and he's like, huh, I wonder why that is. I mean, like, well, that's helpful. Thank you. So here I am. <laughs> There's a chapter in, the, in scripture that's been brought to our mind multiple times. Uh, and it's Hebrews 11 and 12. And 12 is really where we've landed. But, but before you get to chapter 12, you have to be in chapter 11. One of the things we forget is scripture was written as a letter that didn't have chapter and verse. It was just a letter that was written to the, the hearers. And so you, we, we tend to like read a chapter and stop. And yet there's this continuous thought that goes through it. And if you read in Hebrews, Hebrews is a book that's, that's kind of interesting because we don't know who the author is. Um, it was an interesting, it was a book that was really radical because it was confronting not only the Jewish uh, believer, but it's also confronting the new believer. And, and, it, and it talks about in chapter 11, it talks about all these, these people, all these um, personalities. And I, and I hate to call them characters because sometimes when we, when we think of a Bible character, it's just like a, a, a drawing or a cartoon. This is not what we're looking at. We're looking at people that really lived, people that existed. And you have in chapter 11, just a list of people that we call the heroes or the hall of faith, you know, like a hall of fame within Christianity or within the, the Judeo-Christian um, the belief. And so you have like Moses and you have like Sarah and you have like Gideon and Samson and the list goes on. There's all these names that pop out and every single one of them, as you read through it, have something in common, which is what? Well, they were all failed. Yeah. I mean, they were not perfect people. I mean, yeah. we can look at their lives and they questioned God. They got angry. They did their own thing. They murder. Some of them are murderers. I mean, I mean, they were they doubted. They, they were up. people who were not perfect. Right. And so you, you look at this chapter and you, you, you kind of pick out these relatable, flawed people. Which I like that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's encouraging to me to be able to look at them and be like, oh, they were messed up too. So, you know, so, I can do this. I can actually come to God in faith after being silly, making stupid yeah. decisions in my life. I actually get a chance to live by faith even after I've done Well, redheads get a bad rap because, you know, redheads I don't have, have a temper. Hair, you know? so I don't right know. Right now, you know, I don't know. Christy has a wish list on her hair that's coming back. She wants to be curly <laughs> and a certain color. Um, but anyway, I, Moses, I think, was a redhead. He had a temper. <laughs> That's not true. Don't, don't listen to me. I'm, it's revisionist history. But he had a temper, and God used him to, to change a whole country, a whole nation. Um, Sarah uh, was an older woman that was barren. She didn't have any children, had, uh, suffered from infertility. And, and God, as a 90-plus-year-old, said, you're going to have a child. And she laughed at him. She's like, ha, ha, ha. I'm too old for, to have children. The next thing you know, she has right. a baby. And so in this list, and if you look at Samson, man, that guy has so many flaws to even talk about today. But you have these people 
that all had flaws in common, and yet they had one more thing in common. I want to read uh, verse 34, which just jumps out of the page. It says, their weakness was turned to strength. And so all these flaws, God actually chose them because they were flawed, and their weakness turned into strength. Uh, Verse 39 says this, all these people earned a good reputation Mm. because of their faith. And so it wasn't about their circumstances. Their faith actually drew them into the the light. It says, yet none of them received all that God had promised, for God had something better in mind for us. And this is talking about us today. It says, so they would not reach perfection or reach him without us. And so uh, the next verse continues. And this is where you got to continue in the story, because if you stop there, you'll miss the next section. In the next section, chapter 1, or chapter 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, and then it says, to the life of faith. There's two words here that different versions say it different ways. One is crowd here, and the other versions say cloud. So it's like a cloud of witnesses. So when you think of cloud, what do you think? Well, living in a house with you, it's like the tech thing. It's where the stuff is. where we store stuff, you know, invisible stuff that's stored up in the air somewhere. I don't really understand it. Yeah, I mean, Dropbox and Mm -hmm. Google or whatever. And so what is a cloud for when we store things in it? What's what's the purpose of that? To keep it safe. Yeah, to keep it safe, to like, if I need it, I pull it from there. And so you think about this cloud and you say, okay, so why did the author say it's a cloud or a crowd of witnesses? What's the What's the point? It's really a database that we can pull from, from their example, but it's not about them. If you, if you notice, that it's very specific about the life of faith. It's not about mm-hmm. these guys or these girls. It's specifically about faith that made a difference in their life. So they were witnesses to faith working in them, doing things that they wouldn't expect to do. And so for us, we think about this journey that we're on mm-hmm. currently. We even have a cloud of witnesses that we can pull from their examples, even some of you present here today. And I was telling you that recently that it's like, it's so, it's so encouraging. Like I was talking to Miss Frida and I don't know if Spencer's in here and then you and my dad and Susan. And like I could, there's so many people just within this family and some of them aren't here anymore that have fought cancer and it's like well if they can do it I can too right you know and so having someone that's gone before you whatever it is this is just the example of that that's an encouragement because it's like okay well if they can do it surely I can right yeah, and seeing their quiet resolve to fight has been in such an encouragement right um, and and along the way so so here's one of the things we learned about this and even in a season is that we can join the cloud of witnesses we can actually join the life of faith and in verse 1 and 2, I want to read the whole thing to, to, to this morning, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, it says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a, a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, he goes on and says, Let us strip down every weight that slows us down, especially sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. How do we do this? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And I think about this path that you've been on. I've, I've been with you for 25 years. Uh, this month actually is 25 years that we officially started dating. Uh, it was this month, 25 years ago. I think it was April. Ago. You think it was April? Mm-hmm. Ah, I thought it was It was, it was May. April 19th. Okay. Maybe you're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. When did we my get married, though? My brain's because... a little mushy, but okay, I think yeah. it was April. <laughs> okay, so almost 25 years. Okay, over 25 years. Over 25 anyway, years. Anyway... Um, <laughs> We've been together long enough. This is not your only struggle. I mean, this is not your only battle. Um, early on in marriage. Now, here, here's what's funny is that people think that Christy and I have secrets and we don't jab at each other all the time. 
but we're real people. We jab at each other all the time. And Who so thinks I, that? I don't, I don't think people came up to me after the first service. <laughs> well, after the first service, I said, uh-oh, you're not going to recover from today. And I'm like, <laughs> what did I say? Anyway, I led Christy into a conversation. I want you to share it again because one of our earliest struggles was the first time we got to see each other struggle. Yeah, we got in a big fight. And not that I know, but he, see, he didn't give me notes. So we got in this big fight and he got on his knees and started praying for me during the fight. I was an idiot. Okay. I was an idiot. And he was like, Oh Lord, bless our marriage. And I'm like, don't pray for me. That's not what I was talking about. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. But I was like, I don't want you praying for me right now. So that was early on. And then she took the ring and she threw it in the grass. No, that was before we got married. Oh, okay. That was, that was earlier. I should have known. What in the world? Yeah. You were warned. <laughs> okay, what? So one of our early struggles together, early on in marriage, was infertility. In that he, um, super interesting, if you don't know, he had Hodgkin's lymphoma at 14, and I have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma now, which is, is interesting. Yeah. And so um, early on in our marriage, uh, we, we found out that we couldn't have kids. So I look back at infertility and... I didn't handle it like I wanted to. I think it was harder than we, we admitted at the I time. wish I would have handled it a little bit better. I was young and... Well, people uh, would come up to us at church and they would be embarrassed to talk about them getting pregnant. And so we didn't know how to respond mm-hmm. to that. Um, it, was a, it was an odd time. Right. But as we went through this for years, there's one particular moment that sticks out in my head. We were talking about it last week about some, something you wish you could change. I know, and I can't you believe you make me share this in front of, because we were saying, is there one thing you wish you, and I'm like, I, I acted so poorly one day, <laughs> and he's going to make me share it in front of everybody. I acted poorly several days, but this is just one of them, um, and it was Mother's Day. I just really didn't like Mother's Day. I, I hated Mother's Day, and because um, I just, we wanted, I wanted to be a mom so badly, and adoptions were just not working out, and anyways, um, <laughs> we were in Costa Rica, and uh, Ray's granny was there visiting, real special Mother's Day. Ray's parents were there. And uh, we drove an hour away to, I think, Tony Roma's. It was an American restaurant. We were so excited. And um, when you walked in the door, they were giving out roses to, to the women. And I said, no, thank you. And so <laughs> I went and I sat down at the table. And my poor father-in-law just really wanted me to be happy and just, you know, wanted... Made it, it was know. a depressing day. And he it was, to... and he wanted to do whatever, and I guess he missed that exchange of me saying no thank you, so he got <laughs> me a rose, and he brought it to the table, and he handed me a rose, and in front of Ray's little granny and his parents, I took the rose, and I threw it, and I said, I don't want this rose, and then I got up and I ran to the bathroom. A few choice words later, she got, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I, I don't even, and I'm just like, how embarrassing. Like, I could have handled that better, right? Like, just take the stupid rose. Why does it matter? But I was just, uh, I don't know. Just overcome with, yeah. I mean. It's just like that day, this day is just, is so focused on something I wanted to be and I couldn't and it was just painful and I didn't know how to maneuver it. I think I could have used some counseling and some help and yeah. <laughs> to work through that. And uh, well, I, the reason I ask that is because it's when we walk the journey of faith, there's a temptation to say, oh, when you go through something difficult, that's when you start a faith journey. But really, this faith journey has been going on right. for a long, long time. Right. And you've had good and bad experiences in your life. And so I ask this because faith has a history. You know? Right. And I look back in um, for those uh, Lily's, uh, our daughter's at 14 now and her adoption journey started out really stressful. And I don't 
my faith journey, I didn't do well there either. I mean, there was times that I did, but there's times I look back and I'm like, whoa, that really would, did not yeah. do that well. That's probably the lowest point in our, both of our journey was that, that right. adoption experience. And just the idea of maybe losing her and them taking her away. And I just, my faith, I questioned God. I said things to him I shouldn't have said. Um, but we can, I guess. He can take it. But, uh, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, I just really, I lived in a state of fear. And it was definitely was not faith. Well, we didn't, we didn't quite know what to tell people, how to ask people to pray. We didn't know how to pray. We didn't know, we didn't really know what we were doing. It was like, should we, should we be selfish? Should we be self-centered? Should we be like, okay, God, you know, whatever. It's like, that we didn't really know what to do. And there's a, there's this promise in scripture. And we've actually gone through mm -hmm. this even this year. It's like, we don't know what to ask for. Um, Christy was willing and she was like, okay, with dying. And we're, we're praying that she's not, that she doesn't, but she actually was okay to step into that season. Right. And I think there's a, there's a verse in, in Romans 8, 26. I'm gonna put it up here on the screen. This, this really has meant more to us during this season than before. And it's a verse that we've known, but it's something that we've been able to experience now. And it's just Romans 8, 26. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And so if you remember that the part of the, the hall of faith, it was there, there was weakness and that weakness turned into a strength, and so the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. It says, for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, and, and I think everybody's been there. It's like, okay, how do I respond right now? What do I pray for right now? And it's like, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. But I, th I think that through all of my life, I look, but there was a time when I, when we were in Panama with the whole Lily's adoption thing, and my sister said to me, because I said, I don't even know what to pray anymore, and she said, don't worry about it. I've got you. I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you. And ever since that, it, that's meant a lot to me. And, and even when we don't have the words, it's okay to just be like, Jesus, yeah. just, I don't know. And that he, that he knows the exact words to take to the Father is super comforting. Well, and I think the, the prayer aspect, you guys have been so gracious to us and have uh, been very, very kind. We've, we've experienced something mm -hmm. that we hoped for but now it's real. You know, it's really happened. Right. It's almost like a culmination of, of like, I, th I think I already said this, of just like le learning your whole life and, and learning verses and studying his word and then being able to just sit in it yeah. and experience it. And when there's something that you were in, in the first part of this in December, you were really sick the whole month of December, really starting in November. And in December, you had an experience. You were all by yourself. Well, on New Year's Eve, I was by myself. I didn't feel good, so I just came home. And um, I opened the version and I read the verse of the day. And it was in Psalms. I, 73. 73. Okay. And it said um, something like, in your, what does it say? In your weakness. Oh, it's right here. Um, my flesh and my heart may fail. And that's kind of where I was right there. My, I didn't feel good. Um, I was like, do I have the flu? Do I have COVID? It, it says, but God is the strength of my heart. And that verse right there, kind of, I have prayed so many times over the years for people to be like, God, give them your strength. Um, give them your strength for this. Give them their strength for this. And when I read this verse, it says, but God is the strength. It didn't say God will give you strength. It says he is the strength. And right then on New Year's Eve, it's like, wow, so he is my strength. Um, I need him to be my strength. And I had no idea that just a couple weeks later, 
in the hospital that I would be repeating that over and over and over. And I was just like, God, be my strength. I, you don't, don't give me strength. You just be it because I can't do this. I just need you to be what I cannot be. And little things like that, those were gifts that I feel like he gave me ahead of time to get me ready for when I needed it. And yeah. so he gave me that just like a week ahead of time. And then I repeated that over and over. Like, I was like, be my strength. God, just be it, be it, be it for me. So and if you remember January, um, it was kind of like the, the wave, COVID wave. Hospitals were full. ERs were full. Like I took Christy to the ER and it was so packed. And we have a, a good friend that she monitors people that are coming into the hospital and she saw our name on the list. And so we'd been there a couple hours and she came to see us. And uh, so she stayed in touch with us the whole time, and we were just, we don't know what Christy has. We think she has a gallbladder thing, or who knows. And so I remember we were sitting in the room, and this doctor came in, and what did you, what was going through your mind when he walked in, and he says, I think your abdomen is full of cancer? Um, I'm super practical. Like, I am like a list kind of a person, and so... Honestly, I think I was like, okay, so what's next? Now what do we do? Yeah. What, what do we do now? What's the next step? And I don't... And I'm sitting across the room. I'm just like not even close to you because I'm like dumbfounded, you know, like I shocked. I actually texted our friend and I said, she said, how'd it go? And I said, not good. And she thought I was joking. She came running in, think I was joking. And mm -hmm. sure enough, it was like the worst news you can receive. I mean, there's worse than this, but it was pretty bad news. So you were kind of pragmatic. Mm -hmm. And then when he left, it was just like, oh my goodness, I mean... Well, I think that's when you came to me and you're just like, what do you do with that? You know? Yeah. So we just, I, I remember we were crying and I remember saying, I wasn't done. Right. I wasn't done living. When you bring to mind, you know, not done, we've been saving for the future that may never come. Right. Um, our kids, we, you know, our kids come to our mind, our church comes to our mind, like, I, like our whole life kind of flashes in front of our eyes. So hearing the word cancer is not, <laughs> I don't think you can prepare yourself for that. Right. Um, so you know, you, you can rest on faith that you've been walking through. I don't know, like, how did that start? How do you, how do you come to a life of faith to where when you hear the worst, you can actually walk through it? Like, well, I think you read it in Hebrews when it just says, put your eyes on Jesus. And like, I shared that I've had the opportunity and, you know, I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, my whole life, I've just been my eyes on Jesus. And I've never, no, it hasn't always been that I've made lots of mistakes. And, um, but I have had the, the opportunity throughout my life to learn about God. And so when times like this happen, I have something, I have a relationship with Christ to sit in, but maybe you don't. And I think the cool thing about that verse is it doesn't matter where you're at on your journey, you can look to Jesus. Mm. And like you can start, you say, oh, but I don't have like a history of that. It doesn't matter. Like right now you can be like, oh, if I just look to Jesus, he's the one who's going to help me through this. Well, and I think here's the temptation is like, if we hit a, a difficult time, if we don't respond like, oh, God's got this and it'll be fine, we feel like we're not good enough, like we haven't arrived. But that's really not true. I mean, how many times, nobody gets to actually walk every day with us. And so how many times have we cried? How many times have we been sad? Right. I mean, of course, upset? it's it's like, it's not fun, yeah. but uh, a few weeks ago, I shared that I was reading in James, and it's like everyone's favorite verse, and it's like, count it joy when you have trials. Huh. You're like, oh, yeah, I love that verse, you know, yay, we get to have trials, but thinking about that verse, it, it, it really, I've had a lot of joy during this year, during this, it's been like a beautiful gift in so many ways, 
um, to slow things down and to, to look at our life and what do you want to do with your life? And I'm kind of like, like rethinking things. And it's like, I want to live my life well. Um, there was a particular day when I went back in the hospital right before the colon surgery when things weren't looking very good. Like they were like, well, we need to do emergency surgery, but she's not really ready for it. Mm. You know, and so things weren't great. But it's almost like that was like our lowest point. And so I kind of am like every day after that is like plus one. I'm like, oh, God's giving me another day. God's giving me another day. God's giving me another day. And I want to, like, I don't know how long I have. Like I said, I'm in the middle of this. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, But I want to be able to, every day that I have, I want to be able to do it well. And I want to do something for him. I don't want to waste my time. I think it's kind of been, and that's why it's almost like I feel a little bit lucky that I've had the opportunity to have this time to reflect and to be like, okay, so what are you going to do with your life? I, I have that opportunity to really be like, okay, I, if I'm going to live, I want to do something worthwhile. I, wanna, I want to be a good example of faith. And I want my kids to see that you can do hard things and that it's okay for difficult things to happen. And it doesn't mean that your life has to fall apart. And it means that it's just another opportunity for God to work in your life and those around you. And I think with our kids, it's, that was really probably, that's probably been the hardest part of this whole journey is our kids have had to grow up pretty quick. They've had to like um, face uncertainty. Um, and, I, and I remember that one night that you're talking about, it was pretty bleak. We, we really didn't, we thought Christy was going to go into surgery and she'd never come out. That's kind of where we kind of came to. So the COVID was at the, at the peak at that time, the wave was, and uh, our friend May got special permission to bring our kids up to the, to the room. So you remember kids walking in and what was that? What was that like, that moment that like? That was probably, probably one of the worst moments of my life, you know, just to think, okay, so I don't want to scare him, you know, right. but I want, if this is the last time I see him, what do I want to say? Like, right. how do you say goodbye to your kids, you know? And so, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know if they remembered what I said. You know, I remember what I said. You know, you're like, okay, you want them to know you love them. You want them to know you're proud of them. You want them to know, you know, that, but that yeah. was that was a difficult time for sure. And I took them out of the room after that and took them downstairs. And so you called your sisters. We didn't know that both sisters were downstairs. And so when I bring the kids out, they're both out there talking to Christy on the phone, bawling. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my word, what do we do? You know, it was a, it was a bleak moment. But I, I look at that verse, that verse 2, and it, how you know, we're never discarded and it's never too late to start a life of faith. It's like we can start now. And it, and it says there in verse two, it says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. And it says the champion who initiates and then perfects our faith. I think the perfecting of our faith is the part that is not, this is the not enjoyable part of walking or running the Christian race, because when he perfects, that means there's going to be some difficult times. Right. Well, and like you reading that verse, I mean, I'm so glad that like everything I've ever done wrong isn't written in a book for everyone to read forever. Uh, right. Yeah. Wow. I'm just glad that we didn't have Facebook when I was in high school. I mean, let's just amen to that. Um, but so I think the idea of that whole perfecting is like, we're all a mess. We're all a mess. And do we all have these every day of this high faith? Oh, Jesus. No, we don't. We all have times that we're frustrated and we're scared and we're doubtful and we have millions of questions and we're confused and we question God. But the whole idea of just like wherever you're at, 
on your journey, you can stop right now and be like, okay, I just want to look to Jesus. I just want to trust him. Well, I, I think the intuition from everybody is to try to help with words. And so what would you say or not say to someone that's going through infertility, cancer, you know, other battles, you know, whether it's financial or whether it's That's a, a really hard marital. question because we've all messed up, right? We've all said things with good intentions that, that have, that, and it kind of depends on where the person's at. When I was going through infertility, everything hurt my feelings because <laughs> I, was, I was in a different place. I don't think anyone said anything that's hurt my feelings now, you know? Right. But I think that sometimes as Christians, we throw things around that are not helpful. I think, like, you know, we say things like, oh, God's got this. And he does. It's not a lie, but it's not helpful right now. You know, right. it's like not helpful if I'm filing bankrupt today and you're like, oh, God's got it. You know, it's like sometimes we tend to throw things around just because we feel like we have to say something when I think what God really wants is just to be like, life sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. And just cry together and walk together. And that's why he gives us each other and that we can just do life together. And we don't have to have like, answers for why someone's going through something. Well, and exercising faith is different than experiencing or witnessing faith working in us. Because I think a lot of us think that we have to actually somehow pick up faith and then work it out. But that's not what scripture says. Scripture says that Jesus actually paid it all. Mm -hmm. He's the reason for everything. And if we'll just look at him, then that faith works in us. Because lack of faith is not the problem. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's really what people think. Oh, if you're going through this because you have no faith. Like when I had cancer, it was like, oh, did you screw up? Did you sin? Is that why you have cancer? And then um, did you? And that's or? the words that a lady used with me one time with him. Some <laughs> lady came up to me one time and said, do you think the reason that you can't have kids is because of a lack of faith? And I said, no, I think it's a lack of sperm. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So there are some things that are not helpful to say, you know, and I think the running the race with the cloud of witnesses where we can pull from this database is silence. There's no, there's not anything you can say except walk with someone. Right. And I think that's, that's where the power is, you know, reducing help to a Christian meme or cliche is never helpful. It really isn't. But sitting with people and suffering with people and crying with people, laughing with people, that's, that's really where the help is. Um, you said this the other day about hate. The word hate is so oh, yeah. strong. But I don't like that word, you know, the yeah. hate, so it away. So I told my kids that you can hate the devil and you can hate cancer, but you can't hate the chicken that I make for dinner. <laughs> yeah, they'll eat chicken anywhere except know, at home. Anywhere, you know? but mm. not at home. All right. <laughs> so the bottom line is each of us are going to go through difficult times. And, and, and this specific time in life is actually witnessing faith working in us, and we use each pain to glorify God. That's really what we're hoping for, right, right. is that that would become sight. And I think <laughs> the joy that you talked about in, in, in James, I don't know if that's really the, the um, overwhelming joy for this season in life because we're suffering. But seeing that God is using it to perfect something in us, um, Man, every day is a, is a gift. Right. Every day right. is a gift. And, and I think I said this on January 9th, and I, I'll say it again. Um, we don't know what tomorrow holds. But if, if God looks at us and sees us fit to walk through this, well, then we accept it. We'll, we'll submit to him. And each of us are in a journey. Each of us are on a, a way, a, a path. And if God sees fit for that, then accept it. Just that's the, that's the challenge is let him perfect his faith in us. Right. And then you'll be a witness to faith. Um, I'd like to pray for Christy. Anything else you want to say?
I'd like to pray for Christy so and pray for you guys. Do I need to say anything else about No, your... don't throw me under the bus anymore. Sorry. We're out of time. I, I threw We're you under the bus. Yeah, okay. Time's up. I'm going to pray for Christy. Thank you so much for you guys' prayers. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could ever express what it's meant uh, to our family for you guys to walk with us um, as we go through this. And uh, Christy watching her, um, the witnessing the faith in her has been powerful in my life. So I want to pray for her and then pray for our church as well. God, we are grateful for today um, being able to see a woman experience difficulty and seeing a woman experience uh, heartache and pain and suffering, and yet keep her eyes on Jesus. Um, God, that's inspirational, and that is the message that we want to share is that keep your eyes on Jesus. Just look to him. Um, he will be the one that perfects, and he's the one that starts, and he'll be the one that finishes uh, our faith. It's the faith that he has placed in our hearts that makes us draw forward, uh, walk forward. Bless Christy as she's working through these uh, last chemo um, that her body would be healed, that we respond. Um, God, but even, we'll say, just like the, the three men that were in the fire, even if God doesn't rescue her, we will still believe, and you're still good. Uh, Jesus, we love you. We are grateful for our church, and we're so thankful that you're over everything, that there's nowhere that we can go to escape your presence or the work that you do in us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together and worship.